0: Disclosed location deep in the smoky mountains of East Tennessee. Yeehaw! Two hillbillies armed with nothing more than microphones, loud mouths, and quick wit have found their way onto the internet.
1: Oh my star.
0: Tune in weekly to discuss things like sports. We're here playing game six of the World Series, so we're gonna fight. We're gonna finish this thing. Politics. We did it once
2: and now we will do it again.
0: And this time we're gonna finish the job. Current events come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Faith or any other topic that they have found interesting. It's drastically changed my life. Welcome to Think Like a Man with Daniel Overton and Jeremy Sellers. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Think Like a Man podcast. We are glad that you have chosen to spend an hour of your time with us today. Uh, Very thankful for that. Just some quick uh, updates on some stuff. Daniel, I don't know how much you've paid attention to it, but the um, Facebook page, we've zipped past 400 likes, 500 likes, and we're getting closer to 600 likes. So thank you to everybody that's sharing that uh, thing around, that is um, telling your friends and family about it. We are grateful for your help. Uh, just always remember that you can find us on, uh, there's not no podcaster really on the Facebook page. But you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. are the uh, four places that you can find us. We, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, and we are um, soon to be. After this episode, you'll be able to find us on YouTube. We're going to have a YouTube ch- uh, channel that you will be able to um, that you will be able to watch uh, the the recording of the podcast. It won't be live. But you can watch the recording of the podcast. The first thing that I need to do from last week is, and I don't even think I've told you about this, is I need to correct something that I said. Uh, I didn't even know, I didn't realize it when I said it. Uh, It wasn't until I listened back to it that um, I heard myself. And when I heard it, I just kind of cringed. But when we did our picks last week, we uh, got to the ETSU Vanderbilt game, and I made the comment about my daughter uh, being at ETSU, and she is um, she's a senior there this year. And my comment that I made was, she's not at Vanderbilt because Dad didn't have that kind of money, and she didn't have that kind of grades. And I felt awful when I heard that. I listened to the podcast before she did. I called her and I said, honey, you're going to hear something. I feel bad. She was like, dad, it's not a big deal. Well, it was a big deal. We spend our lives as parents trying to teach our children from little bitty, even to her age that she is now, how to do the right thing uh, and that you always do the right thing. And when I heard that, I realized that I'd made a mistake and I needed to apologize for it and I needed to correct that mistake. And uh, so I'm going to do that now. Uh, Daddy's money doesn't have anything to do with Madeline and and her college. Madeline has footed the bill most of it. I've helped her, but she's footed the bill for most of her college, which for that I am extremely proud of her. She also has excellent grades, and when she graduates in May, she will be a uh, have a degree in elementary education, and she's done very well. But that comment that I made, it, in my opinion, left um, the thought that was not true, and I did not want to leave that out there like that. So I wanted to take a chance to correct it now. One of the hardest things as a parent for anybody that's got kids or if you don't have children is when you're wrong – uh, it's admitting that you're wrong and fixing that problem right then. If you're going to tell your kids to do it, you better be able to demonstrate that to them when, when it happens. And I'm telling you something, that ain't the first time <laughs> that I've had to do that with her, you know, open mouth, insert foot <clears throat> has happened a lot. So with that, that that's out of the way. I wanted to, uh, this week we've picked up our first sponsor, For the show, it is Boutique 31 out of White Pine, Tennessee. They are. If you're local, we would ask that you would uh, visit their store and do your shopping for Black Friday. They're going to have a um, special on uh, Wednesday called Dark Wednesday, I believe is what Caitlin said. And from 9 to 12 on Wednesday night, they're going to have a hot chocolate bar, uh, just all kinds of things that go along with the boutique. And if you're not local, you can find them at uh, boutique31.com. You can shop through their website. They can, um, uh, and they can, and they can send it directly to you. So, um, you got anybody you need to apologize to or anything since we started?
2: No, I'm pretty pretty good this week.
0: I'm pretty good. Good Man. deal. I haven't made anybody mad yet. Yeah. Good deal. Well, we've got a guest with us today. Uh, I'll share a little bit more about the plans for him at the end of the podcast. Um, but this guy, I've known him for over a year now. Um, he actually helps me some with the biz- with my normal business that that we do. And uh, he has. Uh, he's from East Tennessee originally. He went to Atlanta to play high school football. Uh, we'll talk to him some about that. Um, as as we get through this, he played his college ball at Middle Tennessee. Uh, he was a defensive end, if I'm not mistaken. He's big as a bear, He, but one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Went on and played a couple years with Jacksonville uh, with their program and then has since, uh, you might as well say kind of retired. I know he's got a few little things he's thinking about doing and has come back to East Tennessee. So that's where I met him. And so we would like to extend a welcome to DeArco Nolan joining the Think Like a Man podcast. How you doing, man?
1: Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Humble and hungry forever and uh glad to be here.
0: Uh D, I think let the best way to start on this is just to um like I mentioned, you are from uh East Tennessee originally, Newport.
1: East Tennessee. I'm uh, originally from Cock County. Um that's that's where I grew up, that's where I was raised. Uh I love East Tennessee and that's why I decided to come back. I picked Newport over Atlanta, and it, it seems to shock a lot of people. But one of the main reasons is for one, I love the weather, I love the
0: mountains, and I love the people. So, good folks of, around here, good folks. Yeah, yeah. So, you grew up here, mm-hmm. and then you, um, when it came time to go to college, there's something I've I don't even think I've ever asked you this, but I wondered how your mom what, what facilitated the decision to take you from here to Atlanta, to play your high school football. And what did that entail?
1: Um, to be honest, my mom worked at Alcoa Airport. so Okay. And back then, she was working for a TWA. Um, they ended up getting bowed out by uh, American Airlines. But one thing about Newport, Tennessee, is whenever I would go different places with my mom and travel, and you come back with my plane tickets, and I'd show, I'd show my classmates – they really wouldn't believe that I traveled all these places. They Mm -hmm. would think that I was lying. So I'd have to come in, show them my plane tickets. And that right there showed me that the world's a lot bigger than what people even understand. So my mom, what she wanted was for me to get the coaching and the exposure that I needed. So she didn't feel like that I would get that in Cock County. So she had already been making arrangements that I didn't know about for us to move to Atlanta. So actually the day that I graduated from Northwest um, Elementary School in Newport, we went to Sagebrush, and Sagebrush just got tore down probably about six months ago. It got bought out by um, the Waggles. The so Sagebrush
0: in Newport, Newport? Yeah, it got tore down. So, Sorry, a little side note here. I didn't know that. <laughs> Lisa <laughs> and I used to go up there and eat all the time. Now it's not there. No, it's not even there. Gotcha. So, okay.
1: So uh, everything was packed up, and after I graduated, I ate my dinner and told all my friends bye, and we was gone to Atlanta. So really? It was honestly the best decision that I can say my mom did for me at that time. I, Cause I really didn't want to leave, but it really gave me so many more opportunities and just mm-hmm. showed me the world. So I went down there. Uh, what high school did you go West to? Westlake high school, okay. Westlake high school in college park. Um, so when I went to practice, it was this really, really big dude there. And you know what I'm saying? So I, it, the day I went, we was actually doing physical. So I walk in to the locker room and there's, whole bunch of people just running around you know in their boxers or whatever and and i'm trying to tell the coach like hey i'm the new guy he's on the phone his name's is dallas allen he's like hey and i'm like hey he's like hey i'm like i'm here to play for you what grade you in and i put up nine fingers and he was like what'd you say i said ninth grade Hey, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> he started grabbing stuff, throwing away stuff. Somehow he whipped out a collar shirt, shook it off, put on the collar shirt. And I'm like, I'm just standing there. He's like, where's your parents? I was like, my mom's outside. Yeah. So he was like, go get her. So when I come back in, it's like a brand new office. I'm like, it smelled good. Like, <laughs> like he Febreze did. I don't know what he did. So he, he started talking all professionally. He sat down behind his desk. He was like, well, how are you doing? And She was like, I'm, I'm doing fine. Like he like, so how old is he? I was like, he's 14. Why'd you bring him here? She was like, this was the school in the area that they told me that he had to go to. Oh, so you don't know anything about me? She was like, no. He was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm Dallas Allen. Um, I coach Adam Pacman Jones. He just went to the Tennessee Titans. He just got drafted in the first round. And it's obvious that you brought him to the right place because he's going to be playing in the NFL one day if, if he's really a ninth grader. So I'm like. I'm like, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So I, I've heard of who Pac-Man Jones was. So, I'm going in the hallway, man, this is this big the biggest person I've ever seen in my life is standing there in front of me. And I'm like, he has to play defensive end. Like, that's the position I play. So, let me ask him. So, I tap him on the shoulder. He turned around and looked down at me. I'm like, what position you play? He's like, quarterback. I was like, Quarterback? I tapped him again. I said, What'd you say? Defensive end? He said, no, nah, I play quarterback. And I was like, Wow. You know yeah. And and it was Cameron Newton. And so right. I'm like, I didn't I didn't know anything about Atlanta sports, or Atlanta athletics. So go down to the field, I'm walking down, he's dropping back, spinning the ball on his hands. He's literally throwing the ball like 75 yards.
0: And right. I'm like He's a senior, right? Senior. No, he was a junior. Oh, he was he's a, a junior. junior at this okay. time.
1: Six. He was 6'6", 245 pounds. Pure athlete, like yeah. pure athleticism. I've never seen it. And and I, that's when I became okay with the idea of moving to Atlanta for my mom and, right. you know saying, and just better in my career. And I knew that I was going to be in good hands. So I knew if I was playing with him, somebody would see me right. playing with him. <laughs> right. So And and I was glad that at the time that I moved down there and just being in a small-town environment that I wasn't jealous. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, um, a lot of the things that I know this week, a lot of great athletes. We had a lot of great athletes that should have went on and played at the higher level, but with Cam Newton getting so much notoriety and so much attention, they were so jealous of what he was receiving that they couldn't receive their blessing. So I'm glad that just growing up and just learning hard work and work ethic that I would be noticed Mm -hmm. didn't take away from any other great players that I played with. And I had a chance to compete against Morgan Brunette. He went to, um, uh, North Clayton High School. He ended up playing for the Packers for a couple of years. Um, And I don't know where he's at now. He's still in the NFL. And then we played against Eric Berry. He went to Creekside High School. Mm -hmm. And Eric Berry is by far the best football player that I've ever had the pleasure of sharing the football field with, not only when it comes to his work ethic. He really don't talk much on the football field. I never heard Eric Berry say nothing besides the fact when I told him, while I was a 10th grader, hey, why don't you keep the ball? Cause he was playing quarterback, right? Like they was running triple. I was like, "Bro, keep the ball, so I could tackle you." Like they keep saying how fast (laughs) you are, right? Like show me. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, "You want me to keep the ball?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Next play, I'm gonna keep the ball." So he goes through downset hut. He fakes it to the fullback. He's looking dead in my eyes. He's like, "I'm gonna keep the ball." (laughs) So I'm running down on him. He did one step, step back outside, and he's running, and I'm. I'm thinking I'm running, and he turns around. And he's just looking at me, laughing, and I so I get back to the sideline. My coach, Coach Freeman, he's like, "Man, what's wrong?" I was like, "I've never seen nobody run that fast in my entire life,
0: except me." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, here we <laughs> go. So we got to, So tell them, the tell them the story. So, so back in the <laughs> summer, we we come up. We're we're at the job. Dee's helping, and I and I asked him. You know, I think mine has started with how fast did you run the forty and um what'd you say about four or five, four in six high
1: school I was a four, four uh four four five uh nine, and then when I left college it was four
0: six so okay so uh, that that's what started the conversation. We're at this house, and it's not in the neighborhood, it's up on top of a hill, <clears throat> and just a plenty of yard i mean yard for days. And I said, "How about you and me race?" And he's like, "All right, all right." So he, he didn't know nothing about White Lightning, which is sitting right here.
1: How far was the head start?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so he gives me a head start. You know, I mean, I wasn't—I ain't stupid. You know, and I don't know. It was probably—I uh, don't know if it was quite halfway or not. So the 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 start sounds, and the we take off. I, I mean, I ain't got no lot to tell you. I was I was running with everything I had, and I, it sounds like a bull coming behind you, behind you. First of all, first of all, I forgot about this. He fell down.
1: Yeah. Fell on the again. start,
0: <laughs> fell flat on his face. He the shoes he had on, no traction. Falls flat on his face. White lightning here. I'm off like a rabbit. <laughs> then all of a sudden here it's then then I it's like a bull running. And next thing I know, the Chocolate Express. <laughs> that's right by me. I pulled a hammy in the process. That's probably the only reason he got me. Right?
1: I have no recollection of that. That's what you're going with, but you were faster than I thought.
0: Not bad for somebody almost fifty.
1: Mm, molasses then, <laughs> then. Then me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so anyway, that's our. Uh, that's the only time I, I thought I'd. Uh, I, I thought I'd. You know, see if I still had anything in the tank. Is empty. No. Tank tank was empty. So you uh so you played all four years at this high school mm-hmm. in um, in Atlanta, in, Park area, in Atlanta. who were you recruited by while you were in school
1: um the the number one school that I that I ultimately wanted to go to was the University of Auburn and that's when they were headed by Tommy Tupperfield and that's when they had the only Heisman room in the state of Alabama because Alabama didn't have a Heisman at that time right. so um I was I wanted to go there and I also wanted to go to the University of Tennessee. The funny thing what is I'm all, both about. of these schools they got rid of their head coaches in 2009.
0: Who was uh was it uh Dooley? Um
1: I'm not sure who they replaced. I mean Lane. UT
0: who who was UT's head coach then? I think
1: Lane to Dooley. Yeah, I think it was okay. no, I think yeah. No, no. How did how did that transaction go?
0: It went uh Lane Kiffin was after Fulmer.
1: Okay, so see when, what Fulmer happened was 08. Okay. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. he when I was I was going to go, that's when they got rid of him and so it ended up throwing the whole process off kilter. And, but I, I originally committed to the University of North Carolina when they had uh Butch Jones. Right. And and Butch Davis. Bush, Bush Davis. Davis. Butch that's Davis what his name. Yeah, yeah Butch Davis so but the the good thing about that is when I went on my recruiting visit, I kind of noticed how they were handling things and my mom kind of asked me, "How did you end up committing there?" And I was like, <laughs> well, I really don't want to tell you. She was like, <laughs> what do you mean you want to tell me? She was like, do they have even what you want to go for? I'm like, look, man, they say they're going to handle everything. Don't worry about nothing. She's like, who told you these things? I was like, the recruiters. And then the, the girls that was there, she said, the girls. I was like, yeah, it was this one girl. Like, what one girl? I was like, man, she was she was Asian. and like She took me around different places. And she was like, you're not going there. And I'm like, why? And she was like. No. (laughs) They're not stupid. Within, I think it was going into my red shirt junior year, that whole staff got fired, everything. Right. After you were already at Middleton. After I, yeah. Yeah. So my mom, mama knows best. So she was right. So I tell young kids, if your mom asks you a bunch of questions and you can't give her a straight up answer, she's right. So just go along with what she
0: says. Because
1: if I would went there, I think I really would have been, my life would have been off track right now. So. That's one of the best things I can honestly say. Mama
0: saved you again. She saved me again. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was frustrated because I really wanted to go to North Carolina. Well,
0: you know, it, it, when you're when you're young and you you go to a place like that and you get everything in the world thrown at you, it, the thing that what a lot of people don't think realize are kids the, and they don't have anybody to guide them. Is they're all they're all going to do that? It doesn't matter what university they're going to throw everything that they can at you because I mean, obviously they want you there playing ball. Uh, Lane
2: Kiffin was sending girls to high school games in South Carolina. I mean, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah,
1: it gets, it gets ruthless. Like and, and and to see just looking back at it, they really played on what I was looking for because right. I, I kept he asked me, "What do you like? What are you interested in?" And I was like. Man, uh, it's a bunch of pretty Asians around here. And the next thing I know, we walking past a library, and then it's an Asian girl that just randomly runs up. It's like, hey, how are you doing? I'm Like, wow! Like, he like it's like leave. magic around yeah. here. Yeah, you I'm didn't like,
0: know that she
2: been sitting at the corner yeah, of the library I did.
0: about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>, we <how laughs> got the white, the red, the <laughs> black of Asians. Like, what did he say, Asian? All right, run her out there. Hey, we're so crazy because
1: he was like, yeah, you just <clears> go along with her. She she got you. And I was like, uh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, what I'm saying went to parties and everything. She, she, So how many
0: visits did you take?
1: I took three official visits, and I took a whole lot of unofficial visits to, the,
0: to different schools. Yeah, did to you visit schools.
1: Tennessee? Yeah, I visited Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It was for their uh, spring game. So. Okay. Was it? Yeah. I really. was former. He was still there. He was still there, and so it was, it was. between the two SEC schools. It was Auburn or Tennessee. That's where I was going to go. So
2: that was. Were you in the same recruiting class as Taj Boyd and all them? That was a class. I that think that Fulmer class was had. before me. Okay, because yeah. that was a class former had. That was a beast of a class. Right, I and mean, Kiffin told Todd's Boyd that he didn't fit his
0: system. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, man, yeah, yeah. Really, mm. and then he goes to Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, when you were recruited, were you recruited as a D end? Defensive end. And did they like tell that. you that's what you're going to stay, or yeah. they talk about changing it anywhere else?
1: Really, I'm just a natural pass rusher. So I wouldn't care if I would play in a 3 4 system, I could play outside linebacker. In a 4 4 system, I'm more of a defensive end, put me to the boundary type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Physical. Fast enough to get out
0: there and cut the corner off. Now, the boundary,
1: see, with the boundary, (laughs) they put you over there. See, the field, that's where they port the more of the skill set, pass, drop guy. I'm the physical guy, like running there, blowing up everything in the backfield. They put the other. The more finesse guy to the to the to the field. I'm the boundary guy. I'm the real end. Right. What they call um they call it like a bandit technique, right. or or they'll put a little different spin, or on a rover or something. They'll, they they okay. always put a little something finesse on it. But I'm the first down running at me type guy. Okay. second down you shouldn't have ran it over here if if I'm on the field. It's going to be a very physical bull rush, pass rush type guy. The swim
0: move we talking about.
1: swim move (laughs) that you do not do. Yeah. We had
0: this discussion in the (laughs) truck about a week ago. He's like, you won't see me doing a swim move. That's a good way to get face planted.
1: Atlanta, as a freshman, we were playing against South DeKalb. I got a chance to get thrown out there in the cleanup minutes. and You know, I – just thought it was going to be a breeze. It's always, football's always been easy. So I run out there. I'm smiling. Man, this dude, he had tattoos. He had a girl. <laughs> he, he had some dreadlocks. He, he, he just got he worn running. out by, <laughs> yeah. he just got worn out by a big um, Keontae trip that went to Georgia. And then Maurice Richardson that's going to Notre Dame. Every defensive end that I played with at, at uh, Westlake ended up going D1. So, he, he was going against some top-tier guys. So, I run out there like, oh, man, they was working him. It's my turn. Like, let me clock in. So, I go out there. It's a pass. I, I Two steps. I done swooned my right hand. The next thing I know is I'm on my neck. It hurt. <laughs> I got tears in my eyes. So I done came to the sideline. I think my ribs is broke. And my coach was like, Coach Freeman, I said, man, I told you that week's little swing move ain't going to work. You need to retire it. Throw it on the shelf. I'm like... Man, but it normally he said. Yeah, so it worked you know, in Newport. Yeah, it worked in Newport. He said, he said you a long way home. <laughs> My mom came down from the stands. She was like, "Are you crying?" I was like, "Nah, it's just I ain't come all the way down from Tennessee for this. Get back out there." So I got thrown to the wolves again. But luckily, I didn't right. do that move. So it was, it was. Just awesome took moves, you once silly. to learn. Oh. It was, Hey, when your ribs feel like they're coming through your throat, you will understand. That swim move got thrown away. I replaced it with the dip and rip. Go so down and just bend that corner and just go as hard as you can because they cannot hip toss you that way. If you put your hand up here, you will get slammed.
0: So, so you went from – you ended up at Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. And um, uh, tell us about that. How uh, – You've told me before, I don't remember all the details. Honestly,
1: the thing that I liked about Middle Tennessee is they were consistent. They were very consistent um coach David Bobby, coach Rick Stockstill. Well, David Bobby called me, it seemed like he called me every second of the day consistently. But with all the other guys that he recruited in our class, it was like he did it was like he had like five clones cuz he did the same thing for everybody. I was right. like I don't know how he does it, but he's one of the best recruiters I've ever seen. Then when Rick, when my head coach Rick Stockstill actually came down to to my school at Westlake, he was just so calm, just so chill. Mm-hmm. Like you would not think he's the head coach of a D one program. Mm-hmm. Like I had to keep reminding people, like, no, this is the head coach, right? And they were like, he <laughs> the is sitting
0: the administrative assistant. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is not the yeah. So yeah. this is like the head man in charge. So at that time, you know, Barack Obama was in office. So when Coach that's Stock Daniel's came, boy. He came <laughs> <when> he came <laughs> to the house. I was like, "No, mom, like this is this is Obama. Like this is the dude." Right. She was like, he's the head coach?" And she was like, he was like, "Yeah. Yeah. I'm the head coach." Like that's how he talks. Yeah. Rick Stock still. How you doing? <laughs> so, um so my mom was like, "So you like you like the the, the head head guy?" And he was like, "Yeah. Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one." My mom was like, "I like him." Like yeah. he like I had yeah. asking five six times before I even believed him that it was. It he really was, yeah. And so one thing that's interesting about uh, my coach uh, Stockstill, he played for um, uh, Biden down in uh, Florida State. He was one of the original quarterbacks uh, right. for Bowden, Bowden, B- yeah. Bobby Bowden, Bobby yeah. Bowden. So, and then he coached at um, Bethune Cookman. And so, like anytime you come, he a like, white guy, white guy. And Bethune Cookman, yeah, like, <laughs> really? that's what I'm saying. Like God. he's a real smooth dude. Like right. he's Temptations, Earth, Wind and Fire. Like that's yeah. that's you coming tar a lot like me. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but that's what's so crazy about him is he's, he's like just so smooth and laid back. Like you would never. He's not one of them guys like look at me type guy. And right. Then, like when uh she came in today, she was like, "How am I doing?" And I was like, "I'm outstanding. I can't complain." That's I got that from him. Like any time right. you asking. He was like, because you should say, okay, I'm all right. Eh, people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Like, they don't care that you're okay or you're all right. Like, if you say that you're outstanding, like, they will remember you for right. always saying. And it's crazy because a lot of people always, when they ask me, how am I doing? I'm like, I'm outstanding. They're like, that made my day because I knew if I asked you how you were doing, you would always say outstanding. And But one thing that he always said was, as a man, nobody wants to know what you're going through. They want to know how you handle it. So if right. you're going through adversity and you like, oh, I'm so sad, they don't they don't want to be around that. But if they know that you are facing adversity, but but you take it on with a good spirit and I'm outstanding, that could change somebody's day. And I've seen it personally firsthand.
0: It changed yeah. a lot of people's days. Really? hmm So he gets you signed at Middle Tennessee. Uh, I, I just went back and looked at your st- – you played in every game your freshman year. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. hmm Which is – was let me ask you. It was you. my red
1: shirt freshman year that I played in every
0: game. Oh, it was your red shirt freshman – okay, mm-hmm. so you red shirted yeah, uh, first.
1: My red shirt year, because, you know, they told me I was just just outstanding. You know, the best of the best defensive end. You know, you should have went D1, big D1, all this stuff. I went out there on the football field, and I realized, I was like, got Chris McCoy, we got Jamari Lattimore, we got Perez over here, we got Dwight Smith that makes me at least the sixth best defensive end on this <laughs> roster. So yeah. I know there's a thing called red shirt, and I get an extra year where I don't got to compete with these right. monsters out yeah. here because y'all said y'all were down on defensive end. Y'all said y'all needed me. Y'all was the top of the board. I was the one that y'all wanted. But y'all have these monsters. These like, And that was really what humbled me at the college level Is they really sold me a whole bunch of lives. <laughs> like, right. So um, – but –
0: So it's like, you know, when you start playing, whether it's baseball, football, whatever, even as a little kid, every time you step up, if you're in peewee football, Uh you may be the best guy on the field. Uh But when you move up to middle school football, all of a sudden, some other folks got good too. Uh And then when you move to high school, all of a sudden, so every step you get, so by the time you make it to the professional, everybody out there, was the number one guy on their team?
1: That's the biggest thing that people fail to realize. Yeah, there are some very talented, hungry, focused young men out here. Yeah, and if you're not willing to compete, then get out the way. Yeah, because when that's Middle Tennessee really humbled me because I thought moving to Newport, moving from Newport to Atlanta, and just getting in that tier and being able to shine in that, coming back to Tennessee, I thought that you know it's gonna be, but they get guys from Florida. California, Alabama—it's a whole bunch of guys that's playing football. Yeah. So, I took it upon myself to shirt, because I wanted to play. Yeah. I wanted to value. I didn't want to back somebody up. I wanted to start. I wanted to compete for a starting job. That's what. That's what I've always been interested in. So, um, my first game, my freshman year, we played uh, against Clemson. We uh went out there. That's when they had C.J. Spiller, um, mm-hmm. Ford, the uh, the receiver. They. They were You was, couldn't
0: catch Spiller, could
1: you? First play, boom. <laughs> you hearing cannons and people going crazy. First play, we kicked it to him. Boom, touchdown. Like, it was, it was like that. It was, it was kick the ball. This was kick, touchdown. Boom, 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 boom. I'm I'm in the stadium like looking around like what just happened? Like why are they doing all this? But but you know what I'm saying? Just So they took us. They took our whole defense. They called us the Greenhorns. And so they took our whole defense. They didn't take nobody on offense because our that my freshman year we was just so much dominant over our offense players. Not saying that that wasn't good, but we just jailed We had a it was twelve of us, so we always had eleven on the field. They called us the Greenhorns. We were battling. So they took us down to Clemson. Man, they gave us a steak and it was a queen size bed for free. (laughs) I said, they said, yeah, this is what happens when you get scout team player of the week. So, you know, it's 12 weeks in the season. Right. I got scout team player eight times. (laughs) Scout team (laughs) (laughs) All-American. All-American. You give me some steak. Feed me. You give me some steak and potatoes. It was over with. (laughs) They was like, why are you going so hard? I said, bro, like the dude, there was this dude named um, Big Squeeze. That's what they called him, Big Squeeze. Shout out Big Squeeze, man. So... Big squeeze was coming down on this pull block. I'm talking about big squeeze. You know, in high school, I didn't understand blocks and traps right. and all this stuff. I was just, there's the ball, go get it. And right. There's the ball, go get it. So they're doing this play and they just keep running it. And I'm like, man, this dude just keeps hitting me in the side of my ear every time I try to get this tackle. So I'm finally, I decided to look down. I was like, okay. So he came, he hit me in my ear again. I said, all right. Next time he comes out and do this, I'm going to meet him head up. It ain't going to be me trying to change my shoulder, none of that. I'm going to hit him, and I'm going to put him on his knees. Make a long story short, <laughs> man, I knocked Big Squeeze out. Like Did He had you? a concussion. <laughs> and, man, big Squeeze
0: ended up going to Howard. That's when play. you won the scout team Heisman. Man, that's when I won the Heisman. <laughs>
1: big, uh, big Brandon McIlroy from, uh, from down there in South Pittsburgh. Man, he was like, man, thank you, man. You finally got that man out of my way. I get to start. Like, he, he, man, he took me around. I was like his best friend, but but the the number one thing that I loved about Middle Tennessee was it really taught you how to compete. It really lets you understand that it takes a team and and made me understand that I didn't I didn't know football. Like I yeah. thought I knew football. Right, I was a good football player, but I didn't understand coverages, protections. I didn't understand. And one thing that I really didn't understand was when you sign that scholarship you only got about 40 days away from them like really? total like, really yeah and if you go to bowl games it's even less really yeah and if you don't go to a bowl game when you get back it's very very bad oh really <laughs> i went the first year I was there we went 10 and 3 one in new orleans bowl um that was with the white dasher in their their class the white dasher is one of the a lot of people don't know the white dasher is one of the best college left-handed college quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, In the New Orleans Bowl, 09, uh, he broke Vince Young's passing and rushing record that he had in the Texas game against USC. Really? Yeah. So then the following year coming in, he liked to gamble. And he was at gambling houses. And founding really? found him. And, you know, it was a bunch Yikes. of crazy stuff. So going into the next year, he ended up having to miss the first four games. Right. So – We played Minnesota at home, and they beat us by four. And then, so we started off our season rough. So Mm -hmm. we started off that season rough. And then this is, I had uh, Coach Palermo, John Palermo. uh, He came from the Redskins the the year before. And he really didn't know me, didn't recruit me, didn't know nothing about me, and I loved it. Because he didn't have me on a pedestal like I was – if you're going to play, it's earned, not giving. And he's right. one of them type of coaches. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I like a person that I got to earn their trust. So he's out there, and he's like, you want to play in time? You got to get it. And like, just, just own me, on me, on me. So we're up at Western Kentucky. We're 3-6. and six. If we lose this game, it's done. No bowl game. Right. And this is after the year. We went 10-3. and three, So we had this big old following. Like, we were supposed to be the most dominant team in the Sun Belt. So, we out there getting whooped. I'm talking about we is getting worked upon. It's, it's the third quarter. Defensive linemen are dropping like flies, like a 17 play drive. I'm on the sideline, upbeat, smiling. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Coach, put me in the game. He's like, You? No, no, you get back. I'm like, Coach, man, you, you look like you need me. Everybody falling. So, finally, I forget what defensive end was coming off the field. I already had my hammer buckled up, ready to go. I'm like, Man, it's, it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Uh, Dwight, uh, Dwight Smith, uh, one of the best team captains I've ever had, man, me and him like this. So I come on the field, he just got his hands up in there. He was like, bro, just, just play. I said, bro, I got you. He said, bro, just play, bro. This team ain't even good. I said, bro, I got you. First play. They ain't seen me on the field the whole game. So what they do? They ran it right at me. (laughs) There was the ball was on the two yard line, ran it right at me. Um, the running back was Bobby Rainey. He ended up going to the NFL for a while. Man, I smacked him. I'm talking about, I smacked him. Bow. It was me and him. Bow, hit him. I was like, yeah. So, the coach had somebody finna come get me off the field. The white look. He said, uh-uh. Just keep him over there. <laughs> like, so, they ended up running the ball again. Boom. So, they put me out there on second down. So, I made my play on second down. Boom. They ran the ball to my side again. I ended up holding my, uh, my side of the lineup. Made a tackle for loss. So, now it's fourth down on the three-yard line. They was up 17 points. Western Kentucky ain't never beat us in a long time, so they was trying to go ahead and seal the deal. Right. They, they, want, they ain't want no field goal. Right. They wanted to embarrass us. Next play, boom, tried to run it to my side again. I done busted through. Got my hand on the ball and smacked the ball out the quarterback's hand. Rod Isaac, he ended up playing for the Jaguars as well. Rod Isaac, he picks the ball up. He scores a 98-yard touchdown. Like make a long story short, we ended up coming back. We was down 17 points. We won the game in the really? fourth quarter. And so we had practice the next day uh, on Monday. My coach came up from New York. He's like, yo, um, did a real good job in the game the other day. I guess I got to start playing you more. And I looked at him. I said, yeah, you ain't giving me that. I earned that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looked at me. He was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, you know, what I'm saying, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you gonna play me? Yeah, I need to, I need a lot more playing time. Man. <laughs> I don't need to be tapping you on your shoulder, asking you can I go in. He was like, anytime from that point on, he yeah, had me out there. Did so,
0: you. so it was Western Kentucky that uh, I, this is the story I wanted you to tell. Uh, you told me one time you weren't a big trash talker. No, I don't, I don't, I don't
1: really, I really don't talk trash. There was this, uh, there was this girl. That transferred. It was actually two girls that transferred. One's name was Brianna, and another name was like Bree Hannah. So they came, and for some weird reason, one of the girls decided to write Western Kentucky football on my cabinet, like. <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, you know, that's a rivalry." And she said, "Yeah, you know, they're gonna beat y'all." And so we were. We had already won four games, and they had already won six games. I think they were like six and two at the time. So we played them on, on a Thursday. So we go down there. I'm already I'm already ready. I'm yeah. ready. Like yeah. I've never been this ready in my life, but I'm so ready because I'm like, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm tired of right. red. I'm tired of Wasn't all this. Wasn't there
0: cheerleaders in on it too? So, listen,
1: so we get there. And, <laughs> and I happen to be one of the captains, and I'm like, I'm standing there from the go down to do the corn toss. and I got eight cheerleaders over here in my <laughs> ear. Like y'all finna lose. Y'all are terrible. We're bowl eligible. I'm like, so if that's the case, bet. And she was like, what do you want to bet? I said, what do you want to bet? She was like, what do you want to bet? I was like, man, if we win, y'all gotta come. Y'all gotta come to middle Tennessee and party with us or something. She was like, okay, but y'all gonna lose. So, If y'all lose, then you got to – it was something crazy. I think I got to get a Western Kentucky jersey. It was was never going to happen. I was never going to hold on my side of the deal. (laughs) So we get over there to the coin toss. We do the coin toss. As soon as the game starts, I hit their running back. And I'm talking cash, money, stuff. And he's like, bro, what I do to you? I said, it's for your cheerleaders, bro. (laughs) I said, the cheerleaders and that girl that wrote on my cabinet. He was like, what? I said, man, bro. Make a long story short, that was one of the best games ever. Like as a team from Middle Tennessee, man, we had this uh our one of our freshmen named Reggie Wadley. He ran a ninety-eight kick return back and he he was busting it the whole game. He was setting it up the whole game. He really? went, went right. When I seen his put his foot in the ground, I said, There ain't nobody in this stadium that could catch him. Yeah. Like he was he was every bit of about I want to say about five to hundred and sixty five pounds, four yeah, little. Yeah, Little. But the first time he ever went against us, he was—I was a sophomore.
0: You better be fast if you're that small and you're you're playing Division One football.
1: They said he was hurt. I don't know how, what was hurt about him, but they kept <laughs> saying he was hurt. Something was wrong with him. They put him out here in the scrimmage. This man had twelve carries for like three hundred and seventy-five yards. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like this in my life. I'm like, he never started in his highlight tape. It's 17 minutes long. He never started in Middle Tennessee. Really? All 65-yard touchdowns just gone. Like really? Noel Devine. That's the only other running back I can say that is any even remotely close to Reggie
0: Watley. Really? Little bitty beast. <laughs> like I said, if you're going to be that little, you better be fast enough yep. to, to, to run away from him. He was a dog. So what is your – one of the things that's recently changed with the NCAA is uh, they've now ruled that it's going to be – yeah, I think it's still a work in progress, but they're working towards being able to pay athletes, collegiate athletes. Um, I've got my opinion on that. I want to hear what yours is. Um, The biggest thing with that, I
1: agree that the kids should be compensated, but I don't think they should give the kids the money in hand, because with that being said, when I was in college, you gave me extra money. That means I bought extra alcohol. I'm just right. just be honest. Right. So, what I think they should do is, like, let kids understand what it is to pay bills. You know, give them that type of money, and if they have any money after that, that say when their college career is up. Then let them have access to that money. But I don't think you should just give kids a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Not in, not at that time of their life. Because, man, just being honest, man, the first time that I ever drunk was in college. And I fell asleep in the party. So right. I ended up having to get carried home. And <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that if you give kids that don't really know what money is and really don't understand the importance of saving money. Like these kids... Like they're like people will talk about the the money as if the kids are going to do something smart with the money, right? So,
0: well, the other side of that argument, or what what you're going to hear, is they're already getting paid. They're, they're they've got a full ride. They're going to come away with a four year degree if they decide to to finish. Yeah, room and boards paid. That's enough. What, you, you,
1: it was a I, lot of oodles and noodles nights in college. Was it? It was. You know what yeah. And I'm just just being honest now. Uh, how Middle Tennessee was set up. Well, we could always eat from six in the morning to like eight o'clock at night in the calf and the McAllies, and but we would have workouts at five thirty in the morning, right? And then we would have study hall to like nine o'clock. So anything after that window, and I'm gonna tell you when it really gets crunch time is around times like this, mm-hmm. and, um, like the holiday times is is really when it comes. When every penny's already right. pretty much gone, so I look at it like this: if we, if kids can play games, say, Milton Tennessee, we end up playing a bowl game. We played our <clears> bowl <throat> game at New Orleans Bowl, so you got to travel, you got all that traveling going on, and then we played a bowl game in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and then our last bowl game was in Harps, uh, Harpsworth, Texas. I couldn't afford in none of them three years afford just say my mom to go to the game. Now she can get a ticket, but I can't pay for her travel. I can't pay for a room. Right. And something as simple as a game like that, which I was fortunate enough to go on and play in the NFL and have them saying some preseason games. But if, say if that was my last game, I can't even afford to get her there. Right. So I just look at it from a different angle. Now, if you're going to put the money towards, like, getting your family to games or getting your family. It's, it's a lot of people, like, fortunate enough, my mom was able to have gear because I always made sure that I put aside gear for my mom. Right. Like, if I got a shirt, I'm going to get a shirt for my cousin, the next shirt to be for my uncle, mm-hmm. the next shirt. Right. But a lot of my teammates were so irresponsible that they – everything that they got was for them. Right. So, their families coming to the game just looking like regular people, wearing regular clothes. Right. it's like, you can't even – Get them a shirt. Get them a shirt. I'm yeah. just so that's why I say if you if you get them to understand the money, get them to save the money, and then if they want access to that money after they're not in college anymore, to where they can get their life started or whatever, I would prefer that more so than you just give a whole bunch of kids from 18 to the ages of 21, 22 a bunch of money that they do not understand. You know,
0: I see both sides of this story. I I, I hear what you're saying about you're just about broke. Um, I see the side from the college that are making millions of dollars off of these kids and their ability to play whatever sport it is they're playing. And which you, you take those two parties of that contract and you take them out of college area, that contract don't fly. Mm-hmm. You, you, one guy ain't making all the money while the other guy does all the work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I see your side. I, I mean, I know how I was at, 18 19 years old i didn't i couldn't manage money either so to turn around and start handing some some superstar for you know five grand a week because he went to joe blow's car lot and sound and signed autographs all day on a saturday you're it's a recipe for disaster but i do think something needs to be done because when yeah they're getting an education but if they are sitting up there eating ramen noodles because the coach kept them at practice or in the weight room or whatever past the time the cow. I mean, what's fair about that? You know, not there's not another student up there that, you know, they got to eat or or they've got a mom and dad are giving them money. And then you get into all this stupid crap with what somebody can give them. There's a couple of them now that are dealing with it. You know, so, so, and so two years ago paid for a rental car. And so now he's going to pay. So the person that pays the, penalty for this is the student athlete the coach walks away with no problem you know most of the time unless they're real freaking bad you know but uh, what's your thought
2: i despise penny hardaway i despise the memphis tigers but he didn't do anything wrong he wasn't affiliated with them he was a friend of the family he paid for them to move right and he could have been setting that up for four years later right you can't prove that right so the incident is corrupt there's no doubt it's corrupt yeah I think you got to pay them. I think, like you said, though, it ought to be a system of okay, we're not hitting any cash money. You're not going to get $100 an autograph and go have some booster pay for $10,000 autograph. Right. So that'll be a system. I think what you just talked about with the bowl games, the school should be responsible for family tickets. Family tickets. Family They're making t- enough money. Family tickets, family hotel, not the whole family. Right, immediate. Just immediate family. Yeah. yeah like we're going to get you, you got, here's Marriott, you got one room.
0: And here's the ticket. Because, D, there's a lot of people that are in your ex- exactly your shoes. A single black mom trying to get her kid through college. And she's doing it. By working however many hours a week that she was working, and
1: the only reason why the reason why I say planes, especially, is because my mom worked at the airport, right? So my mom didn't have that's something my mom didn't have to factor in. So my mom was at a lot more games than a lot of my teammates' moms, and right. she, my teammates were looking at me like I was rich, and I'm like, no, I'm not, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like just even a when of... I lived in Newport, and you know what I'm saying flew around, people was looking at me like, you're not rich. No, I'm not rich. My mom works at the airport, so. That's why that's why I bring it back to something that if I was in college, I would want my mom to be at the games. But the only reason why my mom was at the games is because she worked at the airport. Right. You know? And that's what I try to explain. to I don't I don't when I was in college, I didn't want a lot of money for me. I wanted to make sure my family was straight. And that's where a lot of a lot of these kids I'm because it's it's some guys that if you would gave money to when I was in college, they wouldn't have done nothing more but buy money. More cars, more jewelry, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm not speaking for those guys. That's why I say the money should be in a where in a place to where. Okay, if it's not going to bills or it's not going to this, then no, you can't have access. Well, how to much that bills money.
0: did you actually have? You got you you, you lived in the dorm. I mean, at this my, day and time, you've got well, cell phones. You know that.
1: See, that's yeah. the, But that's the thing, though. See, my freshman year, we stayed on the dorm. We stayed in the dorms, and then they give you the option. If you know I'm saying you right. on time class
0: and good grades, you can live off, campus. Can live off
1: campus. Well, if but, you
0: choose that option, you better be able to afford it. But, as long as you still got a dorm room. But see, but this is what you gotta understand though.
1: When you move off campus, the ladies like you more. Like right. a lot of ladies, they not come into that dorm room because there's nothing but football players right. there. It's nothing but basketball players and but stuff. But you gotta
0: like pay to play.
1: But I understand. So but so look when you would move off campus, what they would do is, so the first year I moved off campus, say the rent would be every month, probably about 200, just throw something out there, like 250. The next year you come back, you're trying to sign a lease, it's 350 something. Mm-hmm. But they're only giving you, the your scholarship is only giving you this much. So you gotta, so if you do it, then you're basically taking money away from yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and the, and the biggest thing is, like, on campus, that how it's just looked at for kids on on you know saying on scholarship. If you live on campus, you're basically a freshman or a sophomore, and if you're still on campus as a junior or a senior, it's because you haven't earned that responsibility to move off right. campus.
0: You've been a so, bonehead,
1: yeah. So it's basically like a you know a lot of females. My my game went went Bobby Digital off campus. <laughs> on campus, <laughs> them girls like you stay where. <laughs> Are oh, you saying Scarlet? Oh, okay, okay. Holler at me when you move Calm. off campus. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, my, my room's clean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But everybody's seen the walk of shame. Everybody's right. seen her come out, right? You know? So it's right. You know, it's a little bit more discreet when you're off campus. It's a little like, as the kids say, player. It's a little bit more player. Yeah. So yeah, they not with that. Four dudes, one room, was one <laughs> yeah. living room. Everybody here it smells <laughs> like feet. <It's> like... <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> You're paying Butch Jones at Alabama $20,000 a year to be an analyst. Secretary. Okay. He's a secretary. But, you know, getting, getting Nick Saban's coffee. Right. I heard
1: he manages and tells Nick Saban when the grass needs to be cut. That's what I heard. <laughs> that would work. He probably cuts it
2: too.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. Sort of, don't
2: start. Um, that's your boy. Um, so <laughs> You can't tell me that there can't be a finance coach. On a team. Right. That I helps mean, them. That controls everything. 180 players, roughly? No, it's actually 105. 105? Okay. Mm-hmm. So 105 players plus flat. There's got to be a flat, like, amount. Right. It don't matter if you're S U or, or if you're at the University of Alabama. There's got to be a flat, like, two, it can't be, two, two, Tukulubula cannot be out here making $30,000. Right. Well, the offensive lineman of that nobody
0: knows is making $250 cause if you don't, a week. Because
2: if you don't control that part. Then Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, these big time right. finances, they're going to beat everybody. Yeah. Because you're going to be able to look at a kid and go, I'll pay you $35,000 to play football for me. Right. You know, and they can't do that. And right. In
1: the, in the state of Alabama alone, just with Alabama and Auburn, they don't have no pro teams. Yeah. They don't have no pro baseball, bas- right. basketball. So they would still be the monopoly. Yeah. They would still, I mean, right. They would still they got nothing else football. to spend their money Tennessee on Tennessee
2: football has been. Brutally awful for the last how many ever years, and they're still top top 10, top 15 financially, right? Profiting every year. So, you imagine when it gets back on track, right? How that moves up. So, it would not be fair in that way. So I like your idea of live.
0: a financial coach guy yeah, because, yeah, it again, to
2: be a cap. it needs and like you said, it needs to be a cap.
1: And if and this is where 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 it messes is going to mess up for other people because, like what he said with Tua, if say with Tua, say if he gets. Say this cap, and now the money's going to recycle back into Alabama. Right. So it's going to be, they're still going to be fluctuating
2: with more money than other programs. Right. Actually, a tall off topic question, real quick. Talking about Tua. So that's another thing they get to medical benefits. Like all these injuries, the sick deals, the surgery, he's taken care of. Once you leave college, does that still exist? Does Alabama still take care of his medical issues of that injury? Um, and see, that's that's
1: something that a lot of my guys are going through with in Middle Tennessee. Because, But one thing I can honestly say about Middle Tennessee is if there is any money they will be awarded to you, they will get you that information. Right. Like if you have a dislocated back or you still have knee problems or anything like that, they will give you the information to go ahead and receive that money. But if say if you're not in good graces with them, then they won't right.
0: So so when you leave when you leave collegiate or college and you go on not everybody goes on the NFL, does that burden at that point transfer over to the team that, that's drafted you? It depends on if they want to take that chance. Right. Because am sure lot that's of, in
2: the contract.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, them like two, so, like,
0: ain't nobody yeah. taking care of two as right. hit, right. but two bam. he goes pro. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right now, I'm, they, I'm they, they have to, the they're going to have to handle that. Right. But if he, he goes pro and
2: they agree to take over that, then Alabama's going to be – they, they're good. And so That's another thing, too. That like, you know, going back to the money and all that, that's like another – what Alabama's got – you know, MTSU, I'm sure – Get to Vanderbilt Hospital pretty quick if they need yeah, it. So I'm, right. I'm assuming that's yeah, probably what they use. Yeah. I didn't know uh-huh. if it's if it's serious enough. Two, it gets hurt two times. Right, he got hurt in the Tennessee right. game. You know, they ambulance him straight to the ER. I don't think they did surgery, but that's just my conspiracy theory of the <laughs> year. <laughs> but so he, you know, pops his hip, breaks his hip almost. Right. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson esque. Right, they helicopter him straight to Doctor James Andrews. See, some schools have more benefits than other schools. He ended up being
0: operated on in Texas, though, right? The guy in Birmingham didn't do it. Right, but he looked at it. I mean, he went to the expert
2: of all experts. Right, and I still can't
0: figure out why he didn't do it. I don't know. I thought I heard somebody say that that hips aren't his thing. He's a hand, elbows, Tommy Tommy John John guy. guy, yeah. Um. So I see how fast an hour goes man i mean we're we're pushing up on an hour now, and I mean, I feel like we've just uh barely <laughs> yeah, just barely touched on the uh on everything I really wanted to talk to you about, but um so we I tell you what, we'll save some of this because one of the things that uh that we're gonna do, and I was waiting is uh we've decided that we're gonna d is actually gonna become. Uh, a part of what we're doing here he's we've decided to add a third person into the mix uh so far man I thought the conversation's been great and it um so uh we're going to start phasing him in here uh to be part of the uh, think like a man podcast he'll be um he will be our uh, resident football uh Genius and slow defensive end. At some point, there may be a video come out of me beating him in a 40 yard dash. Because
2: you got iMovie now.
0: <laughs> I can edit it. Listen, reason. bro. I can make that video look like anything I want it to look like. So keep that in mind.
2: I yeah. seen a, uh, speaking of that, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, um, Jacksonville State maybe coach or somebody had tweeted. He said, he said, kids, he says, quit speeding up your huddle videos. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, he goes, I just now realize there's a lot of reps out here running 4 <laughs> Right.
0: Right. <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, if you're fast, you ain't got to speed the video right. up. Yeah. Luckily, we
1: didn't have all that when we was coming up. Rivals with a straight-up told on you, he's slow. Right. <laughs>
0: right.
2: <laughs> you yeah, pretty brutal. Was 24-7 around? It was just coming, coming on the on. scene. It was just coming on the scene. Cause it's a big deal now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, D, one of the things that we do is uh, we're gonna. One thing a cat I have not let out of the bag until just now, which adds an extra thing to what we're doing, is um, D is uh, he might have played at Middle Tennessee, but he's Rammer Jammer. He's a Roll Tide, Nick Saban proselyte or whatever word I'm looking for. So it's going to add a little bit. Some
2: some interesting conversations. Did you play for Jacksonville? Tighten up. Do what? So he, he played Jacksonville. I'm oh, that's Cotton's right. Fan. Yeah, yeah. Cotton so, up. so yeah, you're gonna, gonna you're gonna bring a little up.
0: sauce to Ooh. the to the program here. But one of the things that we're we're doing right now, D, through the through the um, through the end of the year, is we're is we're picking uh, picking games for for the week. Okay, mm-hmm. so most every week we have um, stayed with the SEC, except for last week. I threw Daniel a curve. And uh, tried to get some separation between me and him, and it didn't happen. I want to make it semi fair. Okay.
2: You get, he gets your record too. He'll start with your record. Okay. So all right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Out. So
0: we're one game back. Okay. Okay. Right now, uh, Daniels thirty and fifteen. Jeremy and Diarco are twenty nine and sixteen. Okay. All right. So we're one game back this he week. Beat me by seven. <laughs> this <laughs> week, it's all SEC. It's a, this is a good week. It's a lot of rivalry games and all that kind of stuff.
2: Every year, every year I know it's there, but I don't know why it dawned on me when I was looking at the schedule day. Every in, it's, it's the in-state weekend in the same right. I mean, it's just oh yeah, everybody's, everybody's playing in-state. Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Yep. So, we will as as the weeks go on, and we'll work in a lot of other D's background and where he was at and who he was with and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, be sure that you're. Um, you stay tuned for the for the episodes that are coming uh, that are coming along. Be sure you've um, liked and subscribed on iTunes and and all those places. So let's go ahead and get ready for the picks. Who do you think will win? I think the fact it doesn't matter what you think! get ready. Let's be great. Let's be great. This week's football picks are in. All right. So we're every like I said, everything's in the SEC this week. And uh, we've got a we've got a game on Thursday, we've got a game on Friday, and then everybody else is on Saturday.
2: Egg Bowl Thursday, that's always Thursday. Yep,
0: right? yep. Uh, Egg Bowl also, again, known as the Who Gives a Crap Bowl. That's
2: well, also the hardest game to pick this weekend. Really? No, to me it is. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, that game's crazy.
0: I don't know, dude. I see another couple on here I think are going to be a little harder. So we're going to pick Ole Miss. First off the bat, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Go Ole Miss. I gotta go Ole Miss.
2: Oh, running. I like the quarterback.
0: That little quarterback is fire.
1: He's 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 fiery. I think he's gonna be a problem for Alabama the years to come.
2: He ran all over. Was LSU? Mm-hmm. He ran all over them.
1: He ran on Alabama in Alabama. <laughs> that little bitty dude's out there going crazy.
0: He's strong. So you're going Ole Miss. You're going Ole Miss. I'm going Mississippi State. I still think they got something to prove. They got something to play They've for. They've had something to prove for seven weeks. <laughs> and, and they proved it last week when they, uh let's see, they played Arkansas. No, 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 yeah, no, you no. not prove anything. No, it's they Arkansas. didn't play Arkansas.
2: As Ed Dorderon said, you don't celebrate when you beat Arkansas because Arkansas hadn't beat anybody in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. All right, so Ole Miss, don't Ole Miss, Mississippi Titus. State. They don't celebrate. Go Titans. What did you say about Bobby Boucher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so all right, so here we go. Missouri and Arkansas. Missouri's got a pretty good defense. They they got it. They got a decent defense. That's the Their hard, offense sucks.
2: That, I told you before we started. That's the hardest hardest hitting college secondary I think I've seen.
0: Yeah. I mean
2: they. Oh, they crushed a couple of the Tennessee guys. I, I didn't think I'd ever seen anybody. Stop, Jawan Jennings. Much less knocked oh, him three yards backwards. backwards.
0: Did you see it? I mean, yeah,
1: I, I don't know how Jennings got up. Right? Yeah, hit he hit that, was... that man so hard. I was like, "Good night, just yeah." <laughs>
2: He, I thought James was about to score. Everybody he was to until he I mean, ran into that. When he got close to the line of all he's in, yeah. yeah. And and then, then all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere and just yeah.
0: white lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that day wasn't white lightning. That's the Chocolate <laughs> Express number two. <laughs> so I'd have to go with Missouri on that one. All right, so D's going with Missouri. It's it's still Arkansas. I'm going Missouri. So you're going Missouri. I'm trying to make my. I'm I, I'm I keep trying to decide if. God, Arkansas is just Arkansas awful.
2: is my social experiment for the next three years, <laughs> because everybody wanted to fire Pruitt before the like, you know, right, right. when the season started. I, always, I my argument every time was year two you cannot. I don't care how bad he is, you cannot you fire, fire your year year two, two coach. Right, you will destroy the program's already in shambles. Right,
0: you will destroy it. Arkansas just did it. They just did it. So, yeah. I, I want to see what happens. Yeah, Because
2: yeah. I, I think if you would have fired Jeremy Pruitt, which we we'll look back now and go, "Have been the dumbest move of the year," but right. Who's taking the job after you? You, you just told me to in year two
0: that Butch Jones ends up there. I hope so. <laughs> so. All right, so Missouri, Missouri, I, I just Arkansas is just awful, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Missouri too. <laughs> All right, so we got Georgia, go dogs, not hardly, and Georgia Tech. Georgia, Georgia can't score right now. Georgia Tech stinks. They but Georgia
2: can't score. Georgia's defense might be the best in the country.
0: That, they was down there a year ago hollering, "Take Cheney! T- we don't want him anyway." And then now look, Are oh, they missing. From can't. I mean, they can't score, and Cheney's up here, in Missouri, <laughs> putting linemen in motion. <laughs> yeah,
2: to, to go out to yeah. Italy, the lead the locker room. Yeah, never seen that before.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't. I, think, I don't. I don't think you. I could. would put. I would pick Tech, but they just don't got nothing. To, Pick so I gotta. I got a cousin that's gonna lose. I gotta say, go ugly. I can't
0: say go dogs, Go so a freaking fit, but because I ain't picking tech,
2: it's gonna be Georgia. Yeah, I, I think I think Georgia's defense will be the test for LSU. I think they're going to be the one right that, that's going to be the the if LSU gets past Georgia, I think they win the national title. You do? I think they'll get past Georgia because Clemson, they, I think they'll both LSU. Ohio State is not going to touch LSU. That Mm -hmm. might be a high-scoring game, but I think LSU will come out on top. But
0: that's the hurdle. All right. Next up, Louisville and Kentucky, and this ain't basketball. I'm picking Louisville. Are you? Okay. I'm not watching them. I
2: watched Louisville against Notre Dame. I was impressed. That coaching staff is from Appalachian State. That's a good staff. Right. They've done pretty good so far up until this point. They're doing solid, Louisville.
1: I just don't like the fact that Kentucky has a wide receiver at quarterback. That cannot that's like have you ever played NCAA back in the day? Yeah. I used to get my yeah. brains beat out by my brother. Have you ever noticed that somebody that don't know how to play quarterback always goes get the
2: fastest person and puts them at quarterback and <laughs> just runs a <laughs> whole it's, it's either that, and this is this is my pet peeve mentioned NCAA football. Um when they scramble the quarterback all over the field till every receiver is open downfield because the game breaks down. Yeah. It's like Yeah, <laughs> and they they're just like scrambling around. Yeah. Dustin Wallace, if you're listening, you do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> you kill me.
0: Daniel's calling people out. Dustin Wallace. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go Kentucky. I I think I think they still got I think they can I don't think Clemson's or Clemson, I don't think Louisville's that good. It's in Kentucky. You can't change it, you know, change it now no, no, once just on it's right. written right. down. I'm picking. I'm all, picking right, the red got, all right, so you got – you're picking the red thing. He's going off uh, u- uh, uniforms now. The Cardinal or the Which one looked the best. You know a cat's going to eat a bird every day of the week. Yeah, uh, ask Evanston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: Evansville, not Evanston. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, we had to figure it out together. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting at the Murray State-Tennessee game going, "Who was Evansville? Where's that at? Man, I'm looking at their symbol like, what? Nah, this <laughs> is a type of. Nah, this is a typo. Nah, is a typo. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, Clemson, South Carolina. South Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. Put are, me down. Are you? Seriously?
1: Mhm. I like that SECD D line. I, I I don't think Clemson's tough enough. I don't I haven't seen them play nobody.
0: And all South right.
1: Carolina, they South if, if South Carolina go on bowling this year?
0: They, yeah, they they they're, they're, they're bowl they're eligible. eligible. They're bowl yeah. eligible. They're yeah. Right. They're just, I want to say they may already be 7 and 4. Player, uh, no, I don't know. No, no, I don't, I'm not sure what they are.
2: Maybe know. six and five? As a, as a former college player, best champ, possibly on the hot seat. Do players really get behind that and try to like play to get him? Uh, the thing, the thing. I don't if, think if he should like be on him. the hot seat. No. Me me
1: personally, I think. He needs another year. He needs another year. I think any anytime you get a, a new head coach, people say two years. I'm more of a four-year guy. I'm because, four to five. Yeah, because you really can't see. The change that he's bringing to the team with older players that wasn't recruited by him. The one thing that I was fortunate enough—I played, I played five years at Middle Tennessee, but I had all my coaches right. that I had my recruiter and my head coach. You,
0: you want to th- rethink that, bro? They're like three win teams.
1: So, that's right? what I'm saying. They're not going bowl game, right?
0: No, they, 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 they this can't. This is win. their
1: Super Bowl. That's four and seven. Golly,
0: you talk about uh Where's the game butt? at? In Columbia. Mm. I'm picking them
1: i well, <laughs> I'm from Cock County so I gotta go with the game,
2: <laughs> I think Clemson's hearing that they're hearing we're not good enough. You're not good enough. You don't care if you won the national title. Same thing you have. Blah blah blah.
0: I think they'll roll them. I'd love. I'd love it. I'm not a Champ fan, but I'd love to see Clemson well, I wanna get. I want to see beat. it for
2: this reason. I want to see an 18 playoff, at least. Yeah. So, I want to see this year go nuts. Right. Really I, screw I, I, it up. I want to see Clemson lose. I want to see Michi- or Ohio State get beat either by Michigan or right. whoever. And then who get, get
0: back get, to about eight one-win teams.
2: And then the whole time you got Alabama who got smoked by LSU sitting at five
0: you're gonna have to drop all You these know teams. he can come across this table at you. You <laughs> we did get smoked, we didn't decide to play football until the second half. Have, if, Ohio, if Ohio State
2: and Clemson lose, you have no option but to drop them behind Alabama and put Alabama up. Mm-hmm. And then you got a question at this. If Georgia beats LSU, Ohio State loses, Clemson loses, do you have to put LSU, Georgia,
1: and Alabama.
0: Alabama
2: in the playoffs?
1: Yes, you have to. That
0: will mess everybody up. At that,
2: point, at that up. point, you have an eighteen playoff Yep, because
0: they will they will they will flip it. They'll flip it. The SEC just about took over the playoff. Uh-huh. If you uh-huh. have
2: to, if it comes down to you, got to put three of those teams in, it'll change. Uh-huh. So I want I want to see it happen.
0: So who are you picking? Clemson. Okay. <laughs> 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 All that. <laughs> <laughs> All that. around and pick Clemson. I want South Carolina to win. All right. So I just don't. Dang, but South Carolina beat Georgia. This the Super Bowl they
1: will tell you this stay Super Bowl. That's why I asked you. They not both eligible, are they? Because they gonna try I'm to going, go. I'm going. I'm going.
0: I'm going with Clemson. I'm going with Clemson. And a senior night. I'm going with Clemson. All right, Texas A&M and go Tigers. It's this uh, eight eight times eight eight, eight,
2: eight eight overtimes again.
0: Yeah, they did have a game eight, like eight that. Eight overtime. I don't think play- this is in Baton Rouge. This won't even be close to overtime. Well,
2: I'm picking LSU just, just because Ordron's got a way of getting them. That team fired up, and I've already heard. He'll like,
0: tell that everybody on
2: Texas AM was talking about their mamas. Well, I've already heard him talk about how you know I'm sick and tired of hearing about that game. I haven't forgotten about that game, and right. blah blah blah. I was,
0: yeah, I I think that I think, think A and gets A&M the brakes beat off. Go Aggie. Are you picking them? I'm
1: picking them. I'm picking them. I'm picking you're them. wishful thinking, dude. Hey, I need everything to happen perfectly
2: so Alabama <laughs> See, can get he's back voting, in. He is he's oh, you're, picking it off of his right. Bama heart. No. That's
0: that's what he's doing. Go Aggie. All right, I'm so, gonna
2: ask you this: Is A&M beats LSU? Do you think Alabama will be ranked higher in the next I, playoff? I think they should. I think they should. But you were, how far? If A&M tells you how far do you drop LSU? Three or
0: four? Oh, uh, they when got to drop, drop out of the four? top four. I think you drop. Yeah, that's an unranked A&M team, dude. And you got beat at home. We
2: got an unranked. You got a team that lost to an unranked South Carolina sitting at number four. Number four, playoff. but
0: that happened several weeks ago. I'm just saying, it happened. It happened. I know, but, you know, it's what what have you done for me lately?
2: Uh, He's got me thinking about that South Carolina pick (laughs) because I've seen the thing, like everything – I don't believe in all this stuff, but both against Georgia, they were 25-point dogs. Against Clemson, they're 25-point dogs. Twelve o'clock ESPN game
0: against Georgia. Twelve o'clock ESPN game against Clemson. <laughs> he's cleansy, he, he's trying know, to put some is. voodoo on them. I'm picking the Aggies, man. He put me down. I got the Aggies. you. I got the Aggies. All mm-hmm. right, I'm, I'm going with uh, Ed Orgeron and the Cajun Express. Yeah, I'm taking the Red Bull Master LSU. Well, we about to find out here with D. Florida, Florida State. God. I, 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 I can t- who am I picking? Seminoles.
2: I'm taking I'm taking Florida State.
0: I'm picking FSU because I'll never pick Florida for anything.
2: I want to think Florida State is going to get that um, interim coach win. You know this happens. It seems yeah. to happen a lot. So it's
0: in it's in. I don't
2: think Tallahassee. I've told you this before, and I'll just go ahead and restate this. I think Florida is the luckiest team over oh, the no last doubt. ten years that I've ever seen in college football. Every year we're we're supposed to be as they're supposed to be as down as us going into every season. And they come out and, with 10 wins. And they're number eight. <laughs> and, and we're getting smoked by Missouri by 50 and Vanderbilt by, by 40. Right. They win game. Prime example, they go to Kentucky. They lose Felipe Franks. We're, we get them next. And all you hear all week is their starting quarterback hasn't started a football game since their freshman year in high school. Oh, okay, we're going to
0: smoke <laughs> so Listen, them. our history is we'll make him look like a Heisman yeah, Trophy winner. and then winner. he comes out there and what's he do?
2: looks like a Heisman Trophy yeah. winner. He destroys us. Little passes, twenty yard passes, right down the middle of the whole
0: game. It's like that dude's been pretty accurate, though. Mm-hmm. He's been a decent quarterback this.
2: Well, then, I didn't realize until after that that you know who he, why he hadn't started the game since his freshman year in high school.
0: Crack addict?
2: No, he was the backup quarterback for that kid at Houston.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So okay, he, of course. Okay, he hadn't started the game. So that dude's nice.
1: Who are you picking? The team with the green mascot.
0: The lizards.
1: Yeah, I, I can't say their name, but I guess I I can't say
0: it, and I won't pick them either. The got Yeah. Gotta. Yeah. All right. In the absolute beatdown of the week, Tennessee and Vandy. I'm telling you, there, there's about to be three years of pent-up frustration <laughs> taken out on the Vanderbilt Commodores at Neyland Stadium Saturday.
1: Put me down for the Vanderbilt male <laughs> nurses to win four oh, in a row. Oh, I'll down. be
0: happy to because you just you just hung yourself I'm on really, this. I'm, I'm really comfortable now that I gave you that record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: okay. I'm going with Vandy all the way, man. Uh, I'm going Tennessee by 60. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what I'm
1: – for real, dude. Put the ball in that one kid's hands. You remember that Alabama game when he tried to score – t- never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, why you got to bring that up? That's old. That's old. See,
2: got yeah, passed it, though. Threw over 400 on Missouri. Right. He'll throw over 400
0: yeah. on. Give my man some props. He, he might even
1: be listening to this. He look, he look, hey, man, look, Garitano, if you're listening, please have that Alabama spirit at the goal line and try to <laughs> do it by yourself to Fandy and get punched in the chest. And I will laugh for the rest of the year. I'll buy
0: all your jerseys. <laughs> yeah. I get, get it. All right. The Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Auburn. Take your pick. Auburn. AU.
2: See, I want to pick off that game yesterday or Saturday, but it's Western Carolina. Um, I'll let him pick his. I'm thinking. (laughs) Row Tide, the player of the game will be to his little brother. Why well, was is it last? is Mac Jones or to his little brother? Playing? It
0: ain't gonna be to his little brother. It's gonna be Mac Jones. That's what he wants. That dude went out there
1: and lit it up Saturday. Man, he played against some dudes that I could play quarterback against when I was
2: in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a defensive end. <laughs> <So. laughs> Alabama's sitting at five in the playoffs. They're gonna come out to prove a point. So you're gonna pick Bama. Bama.
0: Ain't gonna happen. Toomer's corner is going to be lit again. You also, told me, Saturday you, you also night. told me Baylor wasn't going to beat Texas. Yeah, well. I also told you Montana State would beat Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll bring this uh this episode of the Think Like a Man uh podcast to a close. D, thanks for being here. It was great. Uh we're going it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Boutique 31, and all the ladies down there selling their wares. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time when we turn the mics on, be good.
2: You've been listening to Think Like a Man. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was
0: kind of a crazy fun experience. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you next time.